Hey, this is Hongza, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. How crazy is that, that after that year of not doing anything, you're finally going to be out there playing? Yeah, man, it's it's actually like really amazing. Like I'm actually so, so excited for it because when I started um, putting music out as Tongza, um, I didn't really have any, any intentions of doing anything. Um, Cause the first set of recordings were just previous demos that I had when I was um, younger. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, do you know what? I need to put out some music. And then things kind of started kicking off and never really got to play a show. But now it's like the perfect timing. Cause I've got two years of just, pure practice with my band to actually yeah play a gig and once i'm pr- i hope and i'm pretty sure we're gonna be super tight when we do play a show so hey sorry have you guys not played live at all not at all man the only live stuff i've done has been like live sessions and that's either just being by myself or with my guitarist right um so this is gonna be the first one man the this is the gig virginity losing moment <laughs> do you have it lined up already you have a date not yeah yet. yeah so i'm um, oh. playing the we're playing colors in london um for charlie ashcroft night art charlie ashcroft's night um on july the first man it's going to be awesome we're going to open up the show that's coming right up then yeah it's around the corner then we've got uh just announced that i'm playing wild pass festival in october as well and then there's a couple shows that are in the diary that i can't announce yet but um therefore a couple radio djs which i'm really excited for as well but still, you're moving forward and you're getting out and we're not locked in the uh, the bedroom anymore. That's beautiful. Yeah, for sure, man. I feel like, especially with the kind of music that I'm, the scene and the music that I'm in, it's notoriously known that guitar bands and guitar music has to, we make most of us, well, not sales, but we get most of our activity out of um, playing live shows, um, like streams go hand in hand with live shows. So without the live shows, um, marketing has kind of been different. I've had to look at it at a different lens and go through social media platforms like TikTok and stuff. But um, like through those platforms, I've kind of built a fan base. So hopefully most of them will be coming to the shows anyways. Right. But so I imagine that doing the online stuff is tough merch wise, right? Because people can't hold a t-shirt in their hand to hold the record before they buy it. Probably a little bit yeah. of a different uh, swing on how to advertise that or how to market that. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. I feel like I'm still really, I mean, still really in the early stages, Bruce, where um, I, I haven't got any merch yet or any physical oh. CDs, but um, but I guess, yeah, it, it's it's also a benefit at the same time because there's really cool new businesses and platforms that are opening up that allow you to sell merch online. Um, like I've been, I've been booked in to do this live stream for this company called O-O-O-O-O. I think it's like six or seven O's. Um, and it was made by the guy that started Music Ally, which is now TikTok. Um, so it's like a live stream platform where you do like a live stream. So I'll do like a live stream set set, and then it'll be like a little icon where people can click on it and they can buy your merch or your right. physicals right there straight away. So um, I guess with every closed door, there's a new one that's open. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I love your attitude. Rena, what you got? Yeah, that's really interesting what you said about like TikTok and, and whatever. And apparently you are a bit of an influencer or the sorts like yeah. how do you how does that like you know go along with the music and and are you are is your account under the name of Pongza as well or is that a different persona that does the influencing yeah no it's uh it's still under the name Pongza. so i do you know what it, 
the pandemic started in March last year and I had so much free time from work. So I was like, I always wanted to be a YouTuber or I wanted to be like a content creator. Um, but YouTube just takes so long. Like it takes hours to make a 10 minute video and it takes a lot of brainstorming and time and effort. And then I was like, oh, this cool new platform with well, cool in the brackets <laughs> at the time. Uh, cool new platform has just come out and you can make like 15 second videos. I was like, fuck it. I, I'll try it out. Um, and I started making videos and things were kind of moving. I started off with, my channel has gone through so many stages of uh, what I kind of put out. But at the start of it, it was music industry orientated. So I was showcasing bands, like new bands and cool bands that people should check out. And that kind of turned into a series. And I started gaining followers and people were like, oh, you should make a playlist, man. Like, we'd love to listen to your playlist and your music recommendations. So the beginning of the um, TikTok career was, yeah, being, a, I guess, an influencer in the form of, recommended music so I was like wait a minute like the light bulb like went on and I was like if I get people to subscribe to these playlists that I'm making and that's from my Hongza account then that perfectly lines up people to follow my Hongza account to put out music so when I do put out music the stuff goes straight to their release radar and stuff like that so yeah. I was like cool but then what I realized is that you can't get people to follow your account unless you've released music so it was like Okay, I guess I've got to release music. Now, so that's <laughs> when I released Gone. And then it kind of kicked off from there. Um, but now I went through a phase where I was making just absolute nonsense where I was just posting whatever I was doing in the day. And yeah, people didn't really enjoy that, I guess. But now it's kind of really honed in on the music. And I've started to make a little bit of a niche um, where I just talk about my music. I do trends and kind of bring it back to like the indie sort of world um so yeah it goes hand in hand like i posted a video the other day um tiktok is a really cool place because like it's there's a there's a culture in tiktok they just don't get in places like instagram uh, where they have instagram reels um so people recreate these trends that happen every single week with a random song um so i had a, a video go viral the other day it, was, it got like 140k views um and people were going onto that video and then streaming the track afterwards and i've been doing live streams and tiktok live has been so amazing because it's the only real avenue that you can do a live stream and get new followers and new fans and it's this real authentic um interaction with people that you get on, on tiktok because it's just a phone your camera and not that much editing like most of the videos on there aren't they don't have any filters they don't have the most editing is like putting clips together well rather than instagram is like loads of filters like photoshopping all that stuff tiktok is so authentic and people know that if you're not authentic on tiktok they're not going to watch you um so yeah that's kind of how the tiktok thing has helped my music so far awesome so I've watched the video, which I think is actually kind of kind of clever. But I also wondered, is there something you want your fans to take away from after listening to a Hongza record or listening to yeah. accolades or something? I think um, well, my debut EP is called Gen Z. Um, and I feel like it's my coming of age movie soundtrack. Um, it's for anyone 
it's I guess it's mainly targeted at Gen Zs because it's uh, it's called Gen Z. But I think it's relatable to anyone that's kind of grown up or have has grown up in their twenties. Um, so accolades is about toxic social media culture, and um, dreams leave you is about the cycle of online dating and how shit that is. Um, sorry, I hope I can swear by the way. <laughs> yes, please do. Um, Cure me is about a heartbreak recovery and finding happiness within yourself through finding a new love family that kind of process of going past the shit bit of a breakup and like being happy with yourself and content with yourself again and then um identity crisis uh last tune on record is all about my identity crisis growing up as a vietnamese asian man in the uk and um growing up not liking my skin color but learning to love my skin color and um yeah that's kind of like the stages of my coming of age story and i think what i want from people to when they listen to the track is to relate to it and yeah hope that they can be part of this family and feel like they're safe listening to it and and they can find a little safe room where they can just escape for 15 minutes or half an hour okay so i asked this question in the last interview too because we were sort of on the same topic i'm going to ask you as well um you along those same lines and you must have stories from people who have sent you messages or run into you and said, Hey, this song changed my life or this song affected me in a certain way. You have some of those. Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy. I think the most relatable one from people has been an identity crisis. Strangely enough. Like I feel, especially before the track came out, I was playing it a lot on TikTok live and everyone just loved it so much because I feel like people have, a lot of people have gone through identity crisis growing up. If, if it's their skin color or it's just them feeling comfortable with themselves or their weight or yeah, just not just being a bit of an outcast. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've had a few of them and it's, it's really surreal to be honest. Like I, it still blows my mind that people even listen to my music. And when people say that they love the music and they, they relate to it, it's like, what? <laughs> it's so right. nuts. Like, it's, it's re- it makes me honestly so happy that people feel this way about it. And I hope that it continues to build and, right now it's a small number of people like 30 to 100 people but hopefully you can build it into thousands and hundreds of people and we just want to build what i want to do is just spread this i want to spread a good message and um make everyone just feel happy and safe and yeah good vibes only Rena, i got one I, i think that's i think that's very welcome in the world creating spaces like that and communities like that so I applaud you on that goal and I really, really hope that you reach it as well. Cause yeah, especially like, you know, the world of social media, because it's, it, it's just, you know, full of hate and just <laughs> like, just, you know, the whole trolling culture and just, you know, people feeding off of other people feeling really, really bad about themselves. So that's just something that if we can in any way, uh, make that culture deteriorate deteriorate from the inside. I think that's the best way to try and do it. So, 100%. really, and I, feel, I feel like we can only do as much as we can. Like it's always going to exist in the ecosystem of our world. But I feel like if we all can try a little bit harder, um, there might be a little bit less of it. Especially, yeah, because I think, yeah, because the problem is is like you know the silent people. There's there's a loud minority of of very mean mean people who want to see other people miserable and and might even have other agendas to make those things happen 
but it's it's the people who silently watch by and let that happen and don't say anything are the ones who enable that behavior so if if on the other end we have a, a loud minority who wants to spread love and light as you do then we can just get those quiet people to just shift towards us <laughs> then i think we have a fighting chance 100% i find it a bit mad that at the same time like why why people even want to troll like why do you have the time to sit on a laptop 24 hours a day saying someone's shit or that someone should kill themselves and stuff like that do you know what i mean it's just yeah it just even, blows my mind honestly. even more why do you care go on with yeah. your own stuff yeah exactly dude right. honestly man they're, they're, you know there's I, a, so, go ahead it's, it's always about like, you know, the person somehow, well, not always, but m- most of the time it's about the person having some sort of internal burden or, or like anxiety about themselves, about their lives, about stuff that has happened to them. And it's like, it's lashing out. It's, it's trying to just, you know, spread the energy that you have received mm. or for some have harbored. That is another option. But, you know, but it's still, you know, we're, we're freaking grownups. It's not, it's not an excuse, you know, oh, like I, I want to understand the behavior and not accept it, if that makes any sense. But like, mm-hmm. you know, understand it makes it also much easier to deal with, right. you know, because, you know, it's projecting is what it is. Mm, 100%. I totally get that. Yeah. It, I guess it's a little bit more acceptable when you're like a 13 year old, 13 year old boy or girl playing cord and telling people to fuck off. But Right. Um, yeah, when you're a grown ass adult, do you know what I mean? I think you've got a, a mind to think for yourself. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's often the people you wouldn't expect because we sometimes here in Finland even get like some daily mail translated news in our like you know, not super great press. And I remember this one story about like I guess it was some TV personality who has like this very inclusive and and warm and and sunny like social media and public persona who's a a mother of of two children and blah 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 and then she was caught like completely trolling and just harassing some other celebrity woman or whatever because it's like you know that it's not the 13 year old boys just being idiots it's mothers it's fathers it's brothers it's like people who would think knew better but for some reason they don't or they do yeah. but they don't care crazy man but it's the world like, of the internet the world of the internet the world of the internet yes so let's yeah it is this world of anonymity that, that i think know, that's it the anonymity is probably what does it virus. so let's let's bring this back to music here for uh, for the close out here what uh what do you have planned after these couple shows you got the record dropped here in may right yeah yeah. And then are you already writing new stuff or do you have like a plethora? I'm going to use that word because we like to use big words every once in a while. Um, I'm a big word, man. <laughs> Rain, is the, <laughs> Rain is the queen of big words. So we're, we're, do you have a plethora of uh, stuff in the works or? Yeah. So um, I'm going in to record my second EP um, really shortly, uh, really soon. Um, hopefully in July, working with a man called a- Adrian Hall. Um, who has worked on like Amber Run, Annabelle Allen, uh, Nova Twins. So it's going to be a six-track EP. 
really excited to work on that and yeah just writing at the same time i've got a bunch of music that i've been writing with a couple of producers a couple of my bands but um yeah the plan is to record this six track ep hopefully drop it towards the end of the year and do a couple support tours um, and then next year do another maybe like a mixtape um because i don't think i'll be ready i'll be at the stage of putting out a full-length lp yet well call it a full-length lp i can do a mixtape that's kind of like still 12 tracks but yeah probably writing towards that and then Hopefully toward the, towards the end of that, we'll be doing a, a full length LP. That's so awesome. that's kind of kind of goal. And yeah, I want to. I'm just trying to build up um, my own live uh, plot at the moment, working with a bunch of promoters and right. building myself within smaller cities in Lon- uh, in the UK. So London's my home territory. Um, so I'm moving out to like Liverpool, Manchester, Brighton, all those places, and just kind of building a family a fan base through live. Um, and that's it, really. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, that's enough, that. right? Baby steps, and they, that's how you get there. Exactly. But baby yeah. steps. Definitely. But that, that's how you get there, and you build that organic fan base, and those are the people that stick with you through thick and thin. 100%, yeah. And I feel like um, that alongside just putting out TikTok content all the time, because as much as I hate it, I do love it. <laughs> right. So it's really fun. It's just a nice little hobby to have on the side. Um yeah i've got i feel like i need to at the moment i've got to focus on recording this record and writing as many tunes as possible do you do most of the writing yourself or do you uh, write with other people uh i kind of have a variety of how i write so um there's days that it really my writing kind of comes from how i'm feeling sometimes when i'm writing by myself um I like to say that I'm a, because I'm a Pisces a lot of the songs that I write are very emotional driven and I find that um when I put music on paper it's kind of my cathartic release at the same time mm-hmm. um so some days I write on just acoustic guitar some days I just write on a demo things up on garage band uh, by myself some days I'll write in the rehearsal room with my band would we'll jam or I'll go into a writing session with um a producer so yeah it's nice to have those writings because I feel like sometimes when when you write with a producer it's a, a lot of the time it's a lot more pop facing and it has more kind of home lo-fi studio vibes um when you write with a band you're gonna go a little bit more rocky anyways um because it's a full band thing you get the tones and the soundscapes sure. and the sonics of a live room and distortions from pedals and um acoustic tracks at home are either turn into like an indie like full band thing or it can just be like a simple like shoegaze dream pop kind of slow dive my my bloody valentine um right. thing so yeah I, I like having a variety in all of them thank you my friend good luck with everything thank you guys man thank you so much good like, luck with the record let's stay in touch and thank yes. you so much for having me on appreciate Absolutely. it be safe my friend we'll talk thank to you soon you. Awesome, man. hey this is dewey halpas host of peer pleasure on the sound talent media podcast network join me each week as i explore another long form conversation with one of your favorite musicians actors comedians or creatives from Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.